District of Conservation is sponsored by CFACT. To learn more about our sponsor, head over to CFACT.org. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Hi, everyone. Gabriella Hoffman here. I hope you're enjoying the show and you found my conversation with Adam Laxalt to be interesting. That Nevada race is certainly one to watch. As I mentioned at townhall.com where I expanded on this and also on YouTube where you can watch the full exchange if you're curious and you're more visual. Nevada is in a really interesting position politically. It is ripe with potential to flip back to the Republican column. So interviewing Adam Laxalt ahead of the rush of the midterm season, I think was super pivotal and I'm glad we were able to do that. But before I dip into how you guys can tune into my speech at Florida State University, I also will talk about an interview I did with Stephen Gutowski of The Reload on his weekly Reload podcast. I forgot to mention that on yesterday's episode, but I'll also discuss that as well and kind of keep this a more low-key episode for you all. But please remember, if you haven't already, find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and be sure to hit the subscribe button wherever podcasts are played, your preferred player. I recommend Apple because Apple is where most of our listenership hails from. And if you can, please, please, please leave us some reviews. We have some new reviews trickling in, and we are so grateful for that. So here is today's episode. My episode with Stephen Gutowski of The Reload is something I hope you guys check out. I think there's a companion video to go with it as well. And I recorded that the day after I returned from SHOT Show with Stephen. And Stephen has come on to District of Conservation to brief my listeners, you all, about what is happening in firearms legislation and other interesting matters as it pertains to the Second Amendment. And I love bringing him on. I've known him for close to a decade. He's someone I trust and look to for guidance on issues I'm not able to cover. And I always say that he is probably the best reporter on firearms in the U.S. that you should follow. And I'm not saying that simply just to rile up anyone, but objectively speaking, independent of my friendship with him, he really is one of the best in the business. And he tackles all these issues very professionally in a very sober, kind of even keeled way. And certainly, you know, he's for the second amendment. He's a gun owner. He's not supporting gun control, but he has been able to appeal to a lot of people, even those who don't know how to correctly report on gun rights or gun issues or firearms nomenclature and really has been able to kind of change the conversation as it comes to gun reporting. So he should be commended for that. And we talked about a SHOT Show debrief and how we went to Guy Fieri's restaurant at The Link and kind of recounted our few days there. And I touched upon the governor's forum, especially, and some of the new products that I checked out. And I already have posted an article and the full video from the governor's forum. If you're interested to check that out, there were six governors that were in attendance. Obviously not every governor who was pro second amendment was able to attend, but these six governors had some really interesting things to say. And I have kind of teased about this. My shot show coverage does not end with these three interviews. I still have a vlog that I'm going to put out this upcoming weekend, probably Sunday evening, because I just need my mind to collect and to kind of process things. And with my trip right now, I'm in Florida I'm unable to do that and I need a little break from putting out content. So Sunday you will be able to see a YouTube vlog of the products that I saw, reviewed, things of that sort to take a listen and kind of a behind the scenes look at the show and and give you guys a glimpse into the new Caesars forum. So Steven and I talked about those two things and kind of our overview, how the show changed in spite of some of the COVID measures that were implemented. 
I will tell you, I did not like wearing a mask for the duration of the conference. And I think my breathing has suffered as a result <laughs> from so many hours worth of wearing a mask, but I was able to obviously not have to wear it at all times. You could have taken it down when you're eating, interviewing, things, that sort. So, and I spent time outdoors where I didn't need a mask. So apart from that inconvenience, I really did like going to the show. I thought it was very well attended despite the circumstances at hand. I think there were over 40,000 people. And with that expanded showroom, I felt like the show was not as claustrophobic. And it's good that it's well attended. There's a lot of foot traffic like in years past. And I, I don't discount the previous forum and, and format. I really liked it. But I like that they've expanded the show so you can get leg room and breathing room and see so many products. It's really, really amazing. And I know some of you are probably jealous <laughs> that you're unable to go to SHOT Show. And I'm really lucky to be in that position to be able to go and report things for you. And I can't sadly cover every single thing and every single exhibitor. So many great companies do exhibit, but I just don't get the time and the bandwidth to be able to do it. But it's really great for exposing media members like myself and other enthusiasts who work in the industry to a whole set of different products, services, accessories. And then you also get to go to some really cool events. I think I wanted to stay away from any crazy parties, kind of smaller gatherings due to COVID, you know, just want to be cautious, of course. But I always go to this women of the industry shot show event. I'm going to talk about that in the vlog. And maybe I'll have some of the ladies I met there come on to the podcast in the coming weeks. But I talked about why SHOT Show, even with its adjusted format, is still a worthwhile trade conference to attend, trade show to attend, and what I got out of it from the reporting side, from the product side, and why I hope post-COVID uh, things return back to normal. But even in spite of, like I said, the state of Nevada putting in different restrictions, it was still a very well-attended event. I think people could suck it up. I think all of us wanted to suck it up because we knew how valuable attending SHOT Show was. Check out and subscribe to the Weekly Reload podcast hosted by Stephen Gutowski. Links to my episode are in the show notes for you conveniently to access. And let's show him some love. And I hope all of you who listen will equally subscribe to his podcast and engage with him there. If you are interested in listening to my speech or somehow watching my speech at Florida State University tomorrow at 5.30 p.m. Eastern, you're in luck. I have a YouTube link for you guys to bookmark. It is on my YouTube channel, and everything is already preset. All you have to do is just join the live broadcast. There's no secret rumor, anything of that sort. But if you're unable to join, there is an option. The live stream is going to be delivered to you all. I learned how to configure my GoPro to stream a wider angle, and I'll be able to attach my external mic that I use here on the podcast to it so you'll be able to hear me clearly and I'll do my best during the Q&A section to repeat what the students ask me for those of you listening at home. But yes, there is a link available. We will probably begin within a few minutes of 5.30. Maybe I'll activate the live stream beforehand. But you will be able to catch my remarks if you're interested. Kind of what I'm going to discuss we're going to discuss kind of the current state of firearms legislation and how to achieve that despite the federal level. You have the White House and then Congress being divided with respect to the House of Representatives. So we will examine, I'll do my best to examine kind of pending legislation. We'll also talk about Florida's maybe 
perhaps dalliance with a permitless carry bill because Governor Ron DeSantis has been encouraged to sign one into law if it is brought to his desk. So we'll relate it to Florida. We'll talk about what's happening nationally. I think I'm going to touch upon the court case that is pending in the Supreme Court about overturning outstanding May issue laws. So blue states, especially those in the Northeast and Pacific Northwest, if the Supreme Court is expected and does follow through with potentially ruling to say that those May issue laws are unconstitutional, all of the United States will likely be able to conceal carry or get a permit for conceal carry. I don't think they're going to opt for open carry, but they'll say that Americans will likely have the right, kind of all of us in the media space are anticipating them saying, you have a right to conceal carry outside your home. And I'll p- cherry pick and kind of examine what other states are looking into, maybe give an overview of Virginia. And then I think I'll talk about kind of the overall trends in terms of gun ownership. I think since I started covering guns very closely, I have never seen such a swift change in attitudes towards firearms, conceal carry, and gun control in terms of animus towards gun control. I think that largely is attributable to COVID, the rise in crime, and people recognizing that maybe it was funny to joke about gun rights, but now people are seriously weighing those options because they feel defenseless, especially with exhausted resources and various police departments, the fact that many won't be able to respond, the fact that there's lack of prosecution. So you're going to have to take your safety into your own hand when the time provides. And this doesn't mean people are going to buy guns and then randomly kill people. No, no, no. Your gun is your last defense. It's a last resort. You're not using it to shoot people aimlessly. I think that's what people think is going to happen with all these new gun owners, that there's going to be more crime as it relates to legal gun owners, but there's no evidence of that ever happening. Actually, defensive gun use has no correlation with higher crime. And I should bring on Amy Swire from Heritage Foundation to talk about their new kind of atlas that they have about defensive gun use and good guys versus bad guys who use guns. That's a really compelling tool. And I would hope to bring them on at some point. So we'll talk about trends. We'll talk about legislation. We'll talk about kind of the standstill in different states that have different makeups. But it should be a fun time. I'm excited to go to another campus in person in the free state of Florida, coming from the now free state of Virginia. So want to help increase that Florida, Virginia, free state love and connection and hopefully meet some fine folks, catch up with some friends. Check out Tallahassee. I've actually never been to Tallahassee. See what that's all about and enjoy my time in Florida. I'm getting a little bit of a break while still working. Of course, it's a work trip, but I get to enjoy Florida and do a really cool film project with videographer Madison Hughes, who has become a really good friend of mine. I will talk more about that later, but I'm going to be doing this work trip, this speech, and enjoy my time in Florida, although it's supposed to be a little chilly. So yes, go to YouTube, bookmark my broadcast link, and please share with your friends. Encourage your friends who may be interested in hearing my talks, because I think people see my tweets, they don't think I'm a real person, but I actually have a lot of substance behind what I say. So check out my speech, let me know what you think, and stay tuned for my forthcoming interviews as well with former Interior Secretary Ryan Zinke, which will be debuted on Wednesday. And then the Christy Noem interview, our second time speaking with her, will be published this Friday. 
Thanks for listening to this installment of District of Conservation. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to never miss a beat nor a guest announcement. Make sure you're subscribed to us on Apple Podcasts, our highest listening platform. And also find us on Spotify, which is also a popular choice, and wherever podcasts are played. If you ever have any questions, thoughts, concerns, go leave some reviews for us in these respective podcast players, especially Apple. And let us know what you'd like to hear or who you'd like me to interview next. We have much, much more content ahead in 2022. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for the next episode.